eyes got about as big as saucers towards the end of, the, end of last Wednesday, but that's all right. We're going to try not to scare anybody off tonight. Uh, but no, the, the Lord has shown us something truly wonderful in this passage. There's a great deal of sin taking place in this passage. and We're living in a world that's full of a, a great abundance of sin, but we serve a God who is able to pardon, to forgive, who desires to do so. But as well, we must remember that God as well desires to bring about justice. Because justice is not some sort of thing that God just wants to do it just because He's angry. He wants to sit up there like you and I used to do with, with, uh, with ants and a magnifying glass. Y'all ever do that? Y'all just don't want to admit it. Did y'all ever pour salt on a slug? Y'all don't want to admit that either? Just mean old Pastor Joe as a kid. Then we'd, we'd do salt, and then we'd light that thing on fire with, with gasoline. Y'all ever do that? Hey, look, I'm, I'm forgiven, all right? Don't y'all be looking at me like that with your sanctified eyes and everything at me? <laughs> Great day in the morning. I, I, gave, I gave the gospel to that slug beforehand, though, so it's all right. <laughs> No, I wouldn't touch a spider, uh-uh. No, I, I've just prayed them ungodly things away. That's all I do about that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I, I digress. As you can see, even from my own horrible past, but God saved me by His grace, I'm no longer murdering slugs and, and ants and all that stuff. Uh, God's not up there with that same sort of vindiction that you and I have. You and I can't quite fathom God's goodness in the midst of His judgment. But that's exactly what this chapter shows us. You say, how do we know? Because we get to a, a verse like verse 8. All right, and Let's look here, verse 5-13. to 13, and We're just going to jump in straight back into uh, this section here. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. They were doing a whole lot worse than killing slugs and ants, all right? And it repented the Lord. We're going to get into that tonight. It repented the Lord that He had made man on the earth. And here's how we understand the first part of that verse. This helps us, all right? Keep this in mind. And it grieved Him at His heart. The Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. First of all, I want us to look here tonight. We're going to be picking up in verse number 6. We're going to be looking at God's grief. Here, naturally, how many of y'all have ever read verse number 6 and said, what in the world does it mean that God repented? I've asked it. Matter of fact, I, had a, I went back and looked. I had a class uh, from a master's degree where we had to do, uh, learn how to do uh, word studies and things. Very in-depth, five, six, seven, eight pages long, all that stuff. But I looked and, and we got to choose what word we wanted to do. And the second one that, we, that I did was that word there. And it's still a difficult one. Because for you and I, when we hear this, and we hear this all the time from you know them crazy, long-winded, slobbering, snot-flying preachers that talk about repent, 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 and we go, well, well that, that's for us, right? What does it mean that God repents here? What does it mean that it repented the Lord? The word is naham, 
It means to be in a state of sorrow or regret over a person or event. You and I use the word repent only in the sense of, normally this way, of when we sin, we've got to repent of our sins, right? Uh, Repentance is necessary for salvation. And then we think about this as well. Repentance is also necessary for sanctification. Repentance is necessary of the Christian life. You must look and understand that the whole of Christian life in many ways is repentance because it sums up, if we're repenting, it means that there's humility, which must be had. It means that there must be faith because to repent means to not just turn away from something, but turn to something. And here, in some degree, we're finding God do a, a similar thing. Not that He's repenting from a wrong that He has done, but rather, in some degree, repenting of the evil that they have done. And He's going to be going, well, this is the direction they're going, and we're going to put an end to that. That's what God's justice does. And we're going to see all throughout this, as we remember, the beginning tells us about the ending. There's going to come a day where God is going to do a very similar thing. There's going to be a great and terrible time of judgment. It's going to be called the Great Tribulation. Seven years of of literal absolute wrath upon the earth. And God is going to be doing so to purify His people and to call out more people from Himself. And there will be a final judgment. There will be the the coming of Christ. It will set up His kingdom. There will be one final rebellion that the Lord Himself allows where Satan is let loose for season. You go, why? I don't know either. But I know He does. And nevertheless, that rebellion too will be squashed. And then there will be a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness and there will be no more curse. But until that day, there will be a continued struggle with sin and the flesh, with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Now, when we get into this, we've got to understand, because we ask these questions, what does it mean that God repented? One commentator puts it this way to help us understand this, because he answers some of the questions that we ask. He says and addresses, first of all, God cannot change. I heard that before somewhere a couple weeks ago. We talked about this. God is unchanging. Malachi 3.6, I change not. James 1.17, in Him is no variableness, no shadow of turning. But by language suited to our nature and experience. God cannot change, but by language suited to our nature and experience. He is described as about to alter His visible procedure towards mankind from being just merciful and long-suffering, which He has been up to this point. Think about this. Was it God's justice in the garden or was it His mercy that allowed Adam and Eve to to stay alive? 